Hello and welcome to the Almost Enlightened Podcast, a show about whatever I want. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and this week I'd like to take you on a hike with me. Put on your hiking shoes, pick up a walking stick, bring an open mind, and let's take the path less traveled. There's a beauty in gaining awareness that allows us the ability to see something that was previously invisible. It's a breath of new air that invigorates the self and lights up a dark room. The new awareness is often preceded and followed by exploration, a chance to explore the unknown and to explore one's newly found awareness. My wife, Sarah, and I love to hike in nature. We've got our favorite nature trails and tend to bounce between familiar ones based on how long we want to hike for, what we want to see, which of our kids will be hiking with us, the weather, how far it is from home, and a variety of other factors. We mainly stick to trails that we know pretty well, but once in a while we explore a new trail. And that's always a 50-50 prospect as to whether or not the new trail is going to be any good. Will it be long enough? Picturesque enough? Easy enough to navigate? Oh, and then there's the FOMO, which is short for fear of missing out. If we do a new trail and it ends up sucking, then I'm going to be upset that I missed out on taking a hike that I know I would have enjoyed on a familiar trail. You know what I mean? As humans, it's my experience that most people stick to what they know, myself included. I suppose this is why Sarah and I haven't explored the hundreds of nature walks that are all within a short distance of where we live. Even amongst the ones we do frequent, we tend to stick to the same path and we don't explore the other diverging paths. Now, why is that? I think it's because there's a comfort in knowing what to expect. Sometimes it's almost as though I'm anticipating that the unknown trails won't be as good as the ones I know. But how the heck would I know that? That seems kind of silly, doesn't it? For some people, selecting a restaurant is a similar process. There's lots of them nearby, but you know what you like, and it does really suck when you've wasted your time and your money on an unknown restaurant that ends up being worse than the way you used to cook in college. But have you ever had the opposite experience? And I'm sure you have. You discover a new hiking trail that's absolutely spectacular. Or you discover a new restaurant that puts your mama's cooking to shame. These things happen. And maybe you're a little more adventurous than me, and you actually do explore different hiking trails all the time or eat at new restaurants once a week. And if you do, hey, that's pretty cool, man. So have you ever discovered a new restaurant that's so good that you begin to dislike the ones you used to eat at. Let me give you an example of how that fits into my life. I am and consider myself a Chinese food aficionado. Having grown up in Vancouver, British Columbia, where there are tons of Asian restaurants, I know great Asian cuisine. And I have a favorite dish. It's called Singapore noodles. Some call it Singapore vermicelli over here. I love that dish. If I was alone on a deserted island, that is the only thing I would want if I could only have one meal. I love it. And I know where the best Singapore noodles are in town. 
But as I explore, every once in a while, I come across a new restaurant whereby their Chinese Singapore noodle is spectacular. And then I have to shift my belief system and start going to that restaurant instead. Likewise, have you ever gone to a new vacation spot that put your old one to shame? And now you just can't go back to the old one. Hmm. All of the examples I've just provided in discovering new trails, new restaurants, and new vacation spots are all levels of awareness. Now, if I were to ask you, what is the key to discovering these new levels of awareness, what would you answer? Is it possible that you might say, well, it's exploration? Or would you say, no, it's curiosity? Would it be a desire to continually find something better? Or could it possibly be all of those things? So what is it that holds us back from discovering these new levels of awareness? Because it's obvious to me that we're curious about the new trail, the new restaurant, or the new vacation spot. And perhaps this explains our society's fascination with the news and with social media. And what I mean by that apparent non sequitur is that through the news and through social media, we get to observe other realities without the necessity of entering them physically. We seem to be fascinated by the lifestyles of the rich and famous, and yet equally as drawn to the tire fire of reality calamity, the likes of Joe Exotic and whatever dating reality show tickles our fancy at the moment. And not to say that there isn't anything to be learned from watching these shows, but it's a step removed from your own real life. I think it's fear and complacency that holds us back. Oftentimes, it's fear of the unknown. But do remember, once upon a time, most of your entire life was unknown. As a toddler, everything was a new experience, the vast majority of which was enjoyable. And you can't tell me otherwise, because I've had three kids, and in spite of the bruises and the falls, young children are delighted with the unknown. It's the same as you go through elementary school, although this is when the avenues of exploration begin to constrict. Think about it for a moment. For the most part, we study the same canon of education our parents did, following mathematics, some history, some science, a little physical activity, and a few other prescribed courses. And don't even get me started on the validity and perspective of the history events we're taught. That's for another episode. But I'd argue that this is the beginning of an indoctrination into sameness. S-A-M-E-N-E-S-S. Sameness. The same courses your parents studied, the same education that nearly everyone is getting, the same, the same, the same. It would seem to me that at a very early age, there's a governor that's being put on our curiosity. But since it's all new to kids, they don't see it until it's too late. Actually, I'd argue that most never realize it, and I think that's a shame. The beauty of the preschooled child, and let me clarify that language, what I mean is the child before they enter any form of school system, is that they are indulging their curiosity and their imaginations. They are gaining levels of awareness at a rate that I think most of us would have a hard time comprehending. And then the governor is put in place and their curiosity and rising levels of awareness are snuffed out. 
The reason for the scenic route I just took you on is to remind you that at some point in your life, you were intent on exploring everything. And then something changed. What if we were to indulge the lost and innate tendency to explore? Do you think this would increase our current levels of awareness? Just a couple of minutes ago, I asked what the key is to discovering new levels of awareness, and I proposed exploration and curiosity as two potential solutions to the question. What if we were to challenge ourselves to be a bit more curious and to explore a little more? I can tell you that the best vacation I've ever taken in my life was a vacation to the south of France with Sarah in which we had no itinerary other than where we were sleeping at night. It was a thrilling time full of discoveries, magical moments of raw beauty, the odd argument about driving directions, and newly found levels of awareness. We simply weren't tied to any expectations, any itineraries, any must-dos, or anything at all. It was all new, and it was all glorious. But you might be thinking, come on, Alex, a vacation isn't really real life. To which I would answer, is it not? Why do we believe the stakes are so high when it comes to, quote, real life? I think it's because we're scared to death of consequences that include our attachment to life as we know it, society's expectations, our own expectations, the well-being of our families, and so on. You see, just like those little children that enter the school system and begin to narrow their focus to the accepted canon of education, we have been further shackled by the movie that's been playing in every facet of our lives since we can remember. Isn't it time to stop that movie? Let me ask you something. What's the worst thing that'll happen if you indulge your curiosity? Let me tell you about my experience. When I left the corporate world in search of my truth, which entailed following my heart, I could never have guessed where it would lead me. I started a podcast, a coaching company, a writing company, an educational company, and a cacao ceremony company, amongst other projects I've embarked upon. I was making far more money than I needed in corporate, yet I wasn't fulfilled. My awareness level was stagnant. But since opening up my curiosity and a desire to explore, my awareness levels are going through the roof. The things I'm discovering are incredible. I'm changing as a human being, and I see it. I feel it. It's like watching a movie I've never seen before. Some days, I can't even believe what I'm watching. So when I asked, what's the worst thing that'll happen if you indulge your curiosity? I'd have to say that it's the hurt you might incur during the metamorphosis stage. And if you're considering exercising your curiosity, hopefully I can let you know what you're in store for so that you can be somewhat prepared for what life will feel like when you truly indulge that innate curiosity. So here's what it feels like. It hurts on a lot of days. It's painful to hang on to an inferior version of yourself because you're fearful of an uncertain future in your new skin. 
Some aspects of your old self will be easy to dispense of, while other areas will take time. As you shed more of the constricted self, the vestiges of who you once were will cling to the deepest lessons that you still have to process. This is precisely where I've struggled the most, and quite frankly, where I continue to struggle. But every day, I feel a tiny bit more liberated and more free. In the society we live in, I've spent a lot of my capital resources trying to hang on to a lifestyle that I became accustomed to. I'll likely have to let go of our family home in the coming months, but I'm slowly accepting that. There will be no exploration if I hold on to everything that was me. If I'm going to grow, I have to continue to let go of the old self and take a second leap of faith. The first was when I resigned. But this next one will be out of the pool and into the ocean. I'm scared, but I know it's necessary, and I know that all the steps I've taken on this journey have prepared me for something monumental. So let's pause here for a moment and evaluate the past as a way of predicting the future. My two favorite hiking trails are each within about a 20-minute drive of where I live. The first time we did one of them, it was terrifying. Night was approaching, and we were unfamiliar with the territory. It was beautiful, to say the least, but we weren't sure how long the loop would take, or if we could even properly navigate the loop without going off in the wrong direction and getting lost before nightfall. We saw spectacular mushrooms in a variety of colors, ranging from whites to reds to yellows to browns to oranges and blacks. It was mind-blowing. We saw some of the most dazzling maple trees I've ever seen. We crossed creeks, traversed farmland, went through fern gullies, across marshland, and even across rickety bridges made with two-by-fours. We were terrified by a cow skull seemingly placed on a tree branch as an eerie omen. We stumbled upon an abandoned barn that had an unsettling energy. It began to get dark and we heard animal noises in the distance. Our nerves were on edge. But we made it back to the parking lot just as we were losing the light. What an exhilarating hike. I didn't know that such diversity of landscape existed just outside of my little town. And do you want to know what happened the next time we went back? It was even more glorious. Because we knew how long the loop took and which paths not to take, there was no worry. We slowed things down and examined the many things we'd missed on the first go-round. As I said, it's become one of our two favorite hiking trails. And that's precisely the reason that oftentimes we don't explore other trails. Because we don't want to be let down in relation to what we now know. So let's get back to my next big leap. I have a big choice ahead of me. I can literally do anything I want. I could go back to corporate, I could keep doing what I'm doing, or I could explore more of the unknown. When you follow a pure heart and you truly live your intent, which for me is to learn, to grow, to improve, to help, to love, to share, to be, then it's my belief that I will discover the wonders 
of a terrifyingly awesome new path. Life and my experience will only improve as new levels of awareness open themselves up. You know, I was once talking to an enlightened friend of mine, and I expressed my fear of losing what I love, namely my loving relationship with Sarah and with our kids. I was and am afraid of losing future trips to Mexico because they might not be necessary in the future, and I might not care to have a piña colada on a beach chair anymore. But he confidently told me not to fear any of those things. He told me that everything will actually be better. Everything would be version 2.0. My relationships with my family will deepen. If we choose to travel, those experiences will be richer. There will be more meaning in my work. And I'll discover things about my body that have thus far eluded me. And you know what? I believe him. Not simply because I trust him, but because I've been experiencing better for the past 15 months. Harder? Yes. And better too. But I'm still clinging to a few big chunks of ego and image that will loosen at the appropriate time. Why does a bird fly? How does it take that first step out of the nest and spread its wings? Well, sometimes it's pushed or assisted by its parents, and other times it's instinctual. I think we've lost a lot of our natural and childlike instincts, which is why we fail to take bold new steps in our lives. We've been lulled into a false sense of security that, in my opinion, hasn't worked out too well for humanity. And now I can easily understand why you might disagree with me, but the sheer amount of unhappy, unfulfilled, and unhealthy people on this planet lead me to believe that we've got it wrong. There are many levels of awareness, dare I say infinite levels, that are invisible to us because we've stopped being curious. That curiosity is limited to secondhand living, mainly through the media. There are nearly 8 billion people on this planet. And how many major networks? Even if that number were a few thousand, which it's nowhere close to, you're not even seeing a fraction of a full spectrum of possibilities through the media. It might just be time to live. It might be time to take a small step to begin the journey of opening up your awareness to more joy, more fulfillment, more knowledge, more love, more discoveries, more truth. And if I may be so bold, I would encourage you to make the smallest changes in your routine. Go somewhere different for your coffee and see what you discover. Read a book on a topic you'd normally not entertain. Strike up a conversation with a stranger. Email me something you want to share. It doesn't matter what you do, but please do something new. I'm on the hike of a lifetime, and your engagement with my podcast in many ways is fueling the journey. I am so grateful that you tune in and share your energy with me. When we see one another on the path, please stop and say hello. I'll show you some of my discoveries and I'm sure you'll do likewise. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening and know that I appreciate you.